0: So, um, today we're going to talk about the fact that beauty, we're going to talk about the beauty in the eye of the beholder. The beauty that is in the eye of the beholder. And what does God really see when he looks at us? Amen. What does God really see when he looks at us? What does he really see? You need to know that you've been lied to about everything. Man, the Bible says we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity, so we're we're kind of fashioned in a in a lie, you know. Uh, just the way uh, we have been put together from birth is not the truth. And so uh, there is a a quest in God's heart to bring us into truth, man. That's what He really is after. He wants to bring His people. Into truth. So the Christian walk really is about accepting and walking in all truth. All of it. Amen. Even the part that we don't want to <laughs> know about. In John 16, if you'll turn there, it talks about the Holy Spirit being the spirit of truth. Amen. <clears throat> He's talking about Jesus gives this uh, teaching... On the comforter of the Holy Spirit, the one who uh, is called to aid us and help us. In verse 7, he says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away, for if I go not away, the comforter won't come to you. So Jesus is saying there is somebody coming that is going to take my place but in a different way it's not going to be uh, me in a physical body it's going to be the spirit of truth that is going to come and abide with you he's going to live with you he says if i don't depart uh he won't come but when i depart i will send him to you so i won't leave you as orphans i won't leave you comfortless then when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin. So he's going to make sin known to people by truth. Amen. This is how people know if they're pleasing to God or not. They must have the truth preached to them. Yeah. And he says, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. So he's in charge. Of making truth known to people. He's in charge of making their sin obvious to them. He's in charge of all of that. He said of sin because they believe not on me. So when you when you stand in opposition and put your faith in the world system, that's sin. Amen. That leads you into a, a dark place. And he says of righteousness because I go to the Father. And you see me no more. So you have to have somebody here to tell you what's right. And that's the Holy Spirit's job. And of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Now this is for your friends who tell you God don't judge people. Mm? You just open your book to John 16. Mm? You know, the world's already judged. It's it's time to get on the side where you get released from your judgment. Everything's judged out here. You can see the world, the way things are falling apart down here. There's judgment all around us. So to say God doesn't judge is just kind of stupid. I mean, he made up the the rules. Why doesn't he have power to judge? Huh? If you're the lawgiver... You made the law for what? For people to abide with it. And if they don't, what do you do? You judge them. Amen? So this is nonsense that God doesn't judge people. You know? And, and then they say, you have no right to judge me. God doesn't judge. Um, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me? <laughs> you don't need to go far reading your Bible. You go to Genesis 1 and see there's some kind of judgment that's gone on. Amen? <laughs> And he said of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. So, it's not necessarily us being judged, but the prince of this world is judged. And we can go along with his uh business and be judged with him. Or you can get released from judgment by repenting of your sins and having a covenant with God. So, the door is open for you to escape judgment, to escape hell, to escape uh Penalty and punishment. The door is wide open for that. All you have to do is make the choice to go with God and you escape judgment. Amen. And so this is what the Christian is here to tell the world. Amen. That, that there is a way out of this. And he says, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. You're not, you're not in a position to accept what i'm going to say this is what jesus was telling them and so what he is saying is our relationship is not going to end here you're going to see me die you're going to see me raised uh, from the dead you're going to see me ascend to heaven but that doesn't mean our relationship stops isn't that wonderful to give people comfort When they, when their world, he knows they're all going to see their world, which is him, fall apart before their eyes. But he's preparing them and letting them know that just as I comfort you with my words and you live off of my words every day, you're going to be able to do the same thing when I'm gone because there is one coming after me who will take my place. In verse 13 he says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth is come. He's the spirit of truth. There's nothing the Holy Spirit deals with that don't have to do with truth. So when the Holy Spirit gets involved in your life, you know, some people don't want to pray in tongues. Well, our our church don't believe in that. Well, that's really a shame. How can you call yourself a church and you're not believers? You're going to have to call yourself something else. You don't pick and choose what you believe. You believe what the Holy Spirit says to believe. Huh? And the more of him you can get, I don't care if he tells you to quack like a duck 15 times a day. If he's telling you to do that, there's going to be a good result from it. Huh? You know, some people when they first start uh, uh, praying in tongues, they don't like the way it sounds. Well, who are you to judge? Are you the giver of gifts? You better go on and say what God is prompting you to say, huh? And that's as much as most people can do anyway. Their faith is like this, you know, for yielding to God. they just expecting something different. It's never what you expect. If it was what you expect, you would need God to help you do these things. Just learn how to go with the program, <laughs> It'll humble you. I remember when uh, when uh, Aubrey, we moved to Detroit, and he told me, he said, well, when we move, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to church with you. I'm going to do this. I also wanted to say, I don't even know if I'm going.
1: <laughs>
0: I said, I might have to start a church when we get there. His his, his heart sank. The <laughs> you know, last thing a husband wants to do is, uh, you know, Lucy. You know, he can't boss me around and call me Lucy in the church because, you know, if you're running stuff, they got to. Jump through hoops, they think. Right. Uh, I knew he wasn't gonna jump through hoops anyway. But <laughs> you yeah. "Hey, well, try it anyhow." But uh, he was making all these promises, so I said, "Well, okay, good." I said, "There's a meeting I want to go to," okay. and it was in Canada. Oh, man, Roberts Lyndon was having a meeting years ago at Peter Youngren's church up there. And so I told him, I said, we'll we'll get up there. I said, why don't we drive the train? We'll take the train, make a weekend of it. We'll go see something. Some play was showing up there, but I was wanting to go to the meeting. And so uh, they had an altar call at the end of the meeting, and I'm just sitting there. I wasn't thinking anything of it. And all of a sudden, he gets up and goes up to the altar. And so, amen, it was for people to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And he went up there and did what they told him to do. He started praying in tongues. Amen. So you never know, folks, huh? That took care of that problem. You know how it is when we think we're spiritual, everything's a big problem to us. How are they going to do this? And how am I going to get them to do that? And God said, listen, salvation is my business. Let me take care you. Just pray. Pray and be a good girl. Amen. Don't shoot him or something like that before I can save him. You know what I'm talking about? That kind of stuff. So anyway, but the Holy Spirit then is the one who is in charge of ministering truth to us and everybody, to the whole earth. So he is the marshal of truth. He's the sheriff of truth. He's the agent of truth. He's the spirit of truth. He ministers truth to people. Truth must be ministered to people. In other words, if your heart, if you've been believing a lie all your life, something has to happen different for you to stop believing that. Uh, It's not just that somebody uh, tells you something new or tells you something different, because we share words all the time. And sometimes we believe each other, sometimes we don't. You know, just mere human words. But the Holy Spirit is able to open a person's heart up to receive truth where they couldn't receive it before. See, that's why we need him to help us. Like many times there'll be things that I know I need to share with people, and I'm smart enough now I ask God to, to uh, open the door for me to speak to people or soften their hearts so that they can hear this or just give me the words, God, and I'll say what's necessary. Why? Because if people have not, if there has to be a reason that they stop believing what they used to believe and start believing truth. And it's not always that they need something. You understand what I'm saying? Just because you need to hear something and it's beneficial for you if you hear it, it doesn't mean you're going to hear it. And it doesn't mean you're going to hold on to it and it doesn't mean you're going to be sincere about it. Some people are, are just cynical people. You know, they make fun of everything, they think everything's stupid, everybody's stupid, and they have this attitude, this kind of like, it's a scornful spirit is what it is. And the Bible says if you cast out the scorner, you get rid of all your trouble. Because scornful people stir up more strife and more discord just because they are not believing. And so the Holy Spirit, because he is able to lead us and guide us into all truth, can soften the hearts of people and prepare their hearts and open them up to hear the truth. You got me? He will open them up to hear the truth. And so he said, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth by by softening your heart, by opening your heart, by working on your heart. That's what he does. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and will show you things to come. So the Holy Spirit has a vision that he shares with you. He's the one in charge of what you see, what you hear about truth. I like the scripture Pastor Shirley used yesterday in Job, where Job said, I had heard about you. But now I've seen you. See, that's two witnesses. See, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. You will hear and you will see. The Bible says, when you see with your eyes and hear with your ears and understand with your heart, then you will be converted. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. He converts people to truth. As long as we want to argue with people and strive with people, let me tell you one thing, Holy Spirit is not involved in striving with people. Uh huh. He'll work on them and then, you know, He'll hit them with it and there will be no strife after that. He gets his point across and he lets people know the truth. And then when he gets done with him, it's no arguing about it anymore. Amen. It's a done deal. So whether they want to accept it or not, you'll see sometimes people will shut up and not have anything else to say after God's spoken. Because once he talks, it's a done deal. And God is not going to strive with people and quit, keep arguing back and forth. That's another sign that God is not in that. You just say what you got to say and let people receive it or not receive it. So he said he will show you things to come. He will speak that which he hears from the Father. That's what Jesus is talking about. So he's tying in the Holy Spirit to the Father so that people can get comfortable knowing That God is living in them and dwelling in them. And it's the same God that they have been serving all of this time. The same one that Father God that Jesus relates to. The Holy Spirit will help you relate to him. Because he will give you things to come and will will speak what he hears. And he says that he will glorify me. He's going to talk about me. He's going to say good things about me. You know that scripture that says nobody can call Jesus accursed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Nobody can say Jesus is Lord or glorify him except by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is God's representative down here for all things God. All things related to God. All things related to the kingdom. He said he'll glorify me. For he will will receive of mine and shall show it to me. So, in other words, we work together. Jesus is saying, the Father, me, and the Holy Spirit work together in all things. He says, all things that the Father has are mine, and therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. He says, a little while you shall not see me, and again a little while you shall see me, because I go to the Father. So, he's trying to prepare his disciples for the work of the Holy Spirit, Amen. And, and so, when he, he begins, he, the Holy Spirit then indwells us, and he begins to lead us into all truth. Most people, when they're born again, they're saved, and they're sealed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes in. Everybody who repents of their sins and asks Jesus to save them will receive the Holy Spirit you receive in the measure that you believe see whatever you're preached to and whatever that person tells you about God when they witness to you and whatever you accept as truth that's the measure that you will receive of the holy spirit so most of us receive the get out of jail free card when we get saved that's just the standard you know you ain't going to hell you're going to heaven And so once we receive that, the Holy Spirit then seals that. He says, I'm going to keep that. It's in my power, my control now. So when you come, when I come into your heart, based on what you believe, what you're told, when whoever witnesses to you, or you get preached to in a church or an evangelistic meeting, altar call, or something like that, I'm going to keep that on the inside. You, I'm going to protect that and take care of that. And so on the on the day that you leave this earth, you're sealed and you get into heaven. If that's all you believe, that's what you get. You understand me? However. If he's living in you and you believe you're going to heaven, what are you going to do every day? Huh? So on an everyday basis, he is leading you into further truth. All truth. You've got to know the truth about Everything. So if you're raised in a church that we don't pray in tongues he, and you, he, you're you born again, he's going to convict you that that's not right. You need, yeah. there's more to me than what you know. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And the way people get convicted, let me tell you how conviction works. You get up a, a, a dark alley somewhere and you don't know your way around and you start panting for more God. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you got baptized in the spirit because you knew there was something more and there was a dark door that kept you out of it? Amen. Nosy people and Christians always want to go through dark doors they can't get in. Huh? We always want to open door. <laughs> so that's how he gets you. He leads you into all truth and he convinces you that there's a need in your life for whatever it is that you're seeking And he gets you to the point that you don't care what you gotta do to get it, you just gotta have it. Amen? Who would have thought you would be speaking another language and you don't know what that language is? You don't know what it's saying? But you're very content when you use that language. Amen? And so, he convinces us of the truth. So there's no, there's no refuting. My life is so much better now that I pray in tongues than it ever was before I did it you got me it's so much better and I can tell people you know when you meet them you can tell people who are spirit-filled and not spirit-filled amen if you're not spirit-filled you're going to be more carnal than somebody who is spirit. It, it, because the Holy Spirit has not taken up as much space in your heart as he does in somebody who's spirit-filled if you're filled, you drive out everything that's not like God. If you're not filled, you, you probably get around people and go and pretend. A lot of pretenders out here. Remember, Sandy Brown gave that testimony about her son. He wasn't even saved, and he was like an early teenager. And she had known the Lord since they were like little toddlers. He was her baby when she got saved, and she's preaching and running around the world. And she said she had been in some meetings that went longer than they had anticipated because God showed up, and and uh, you know, in, in the in the glory. She was one of those first preachers that experience of glory back in the 80s remember there was a few of them here and there that that had but she said that she came home from these meetings and the power of god was real strong on her she said a lot of people got saved and she said there was a heavy spirit of repentance still upon her and she walked in and her son was there and he ran away from her start crying mama mama i'm not saved i'm not saved and she said yes you are you you go to so and so and you <laughs> try to tell him he save me, tell her. <laughs> some evangelist, you know. Amen. But God will shock everybody. Uh, she found out he wasn't. He said, "She said, you pray and tell you say no. I just go. Remember, 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 remember. When y'all when I'm around, yeah, but never do when I'm around y'all. You know what I'm saying? So listen, there are people that you got to pray for people for the Holy Spirit to work them." You know, it's their right to have the real thing, but if we're not smart enough to pray everybody through into these things, they won't have it. They won't have it. If your kids get older and quit coming to church, you better start praying for them because something ain't right. They've been coming all this time and then all of a sudden quit coming. Huh? Anybody can think they're too cool for church. Huh? got something else to do you know oh, yeah 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 my boys oh, yeah, my boy. your boys will take you right to hell with them you better make sure they say <laughs> so the holy spirit is there to lead us into all truth let me check john 14 i have that mark fourteen seventeen. 17 yeah In verse 16 jesus said and i will pray the father And he will give you another comforter. So I'm your comforter now, but you're going to get another one. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? That you never run out of. And really, comforter, that word really means one who strengthens you. And we think comfort laying down somewhere, somebody petting us all the time. That ain't him. You got me? You ain't going to get that from God ever. (laughs) He didn't comfort Joe. When he showed up, he told him, Get up out there, Ben, put some clothes on and start talking to me like you used to talk to me. You gotta get in covenant mode in order to deal with God. He's not gonna sit up there and listen to all that nonsense. It was his mercy that he even came and and offered that to Job, you know, gave him, stirred him up to get up and be what he was supposed to be. So it says even the spirit of truth. He will abide with you forever. So He doesn't leave you when you, in fact, He is with you when your your body leaves, your your soul leaves your body. Amen. When you die and you go to heaven, the Holy Spirit is the one who gets you in there. So you can't do nothing without Him. Amen. Amen. Nothing godly anyway. Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not and doesn't know him. The world does not know him. Why? Because the world is based on lies. Nothing but lies. And the more lies we believe, the more worldly we are. He says, for he dwells in you and he he dwells with you and shall be in you. With you and in you. In you because he regenerates your dead spirit. He brings your, your spirit man to life. So he got to be in you. He has to work in you because that's where your spirit is. Amen. So the Holy Spirit unites with your human spirit to bring life to it. But with you. Hello. With you. He's with you and in you. Well, I thought just being in you was enough for everything. No, he's got to be with you. What does he mean with me? (laughs) Everywhere you go, (laughs) he goes with you. Now, if you let him lead, you won't get into no trouble. But if you go on some places, you know you don't want God knowing you there. (laughs) (laughs) People think they fooling somebody. Get it. And some places, he'll let you go. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you, people get a lot of freedom when there's not much invested in them. Wow. <laughs> Once God starts investing, anointing in you and stuff like that, it, you you going to have to fight him to break rank and get out there and get stupid. Huh? You really have. A lot of these people who are just prophesying lies to people and just wanting to get attention. There's not much invested in them. If there were, they'd have an accurate prophecy. See what I'm saying? So so there's not much invested in those people. They just, you know, out there want to run their mouth. A lot of people like that. So he says, uh, he said, he will lead you and guide you in all truth. He'll dwell in you, be with you and dwell with you. In you and with you. So he says, I won't leave you comfortless. He keeps saying that over and over and over again. So the Holy Spirit is your comforter as one who strengthens you for the race. Yes. Huh? Yes. That's what they're called. It was the paraclete or paracelsus was the Greek word. And these people were the ones who, when they would have their marathon races, these people would stand on the sidelines, and if their favorite runner was getting weak or something, they'd come with, uh, you know, cloths mm-hmm. dipped in water and sponge them off. But they ran with them. They didn't make them stop and go sit down. Amen. Or he never would win the race if you did that. So a helper is one who keeps you in the race, folks. It's not somebody when you get tired, I'm tired. He's gone. Huh? You tired, he gone. When you get up and start running again, he's with you. I'm going to say it again. See, when we tired and we, I'm sick of praying for so and so, the Holy Spirit ain't listening. He ain't thinking about you. He's gone. He said, I'm going to go take a nap until this, this five-day tirade is over. Or however long you're going to do it. Your own conscience will convict you when your words are wrong. You know, his job is easy when you mess up. He just leaves you alone and let you feel stupid for standing up there saying that stuff. Huh? It's the truth. There's nothing to get tired of here. You ain't doing nothing. The work's finished already. What are you doing? You're not doing nothing but waiting. Go preach to some Presbyterians. <laughs> but it's the truth. No. That's just your way of expressing that you're mad at God because He ain't done it yet. So you you disguise it with I'm t- I'm tired I'm tired I've been working so hard I hung on the cross and I think you ain't done nothing you hear me you ain't got nothing to feel tired about. You don't know what else to say. You need to say, thank you, Jesus. My answer is coming. I thank you, Lord. It's coming. The longer you lay on your bed, the longer you're going to be there. Job would be there now if God didn't have mercy on him. They can get up. Hmm? God wants us to know the truth about everything. Everything. There's a lot of truth to know. That's why Jesus said, take my yoke upon (laughs) <laughs> My yoke upon you. In other words, hook up with me and learn about me. You know how you connect. Take your, his yoke upon you. It, it's you know how oxen were were teamed together. So he said this is a work thing. He said you you hook up with me, you yoke with me, and I do the heavy lifting. I do the pulling, but you got to agree and go along with me. You got to listen to me when I talk to you, and you got to obey what I tell you to do. But I'm the one doing the heavy lifting already. So the Holy Spirit is the one who yokes us up with Jesus. Amen. He is the yoker. Amen. So he connects us to Jesus. So uh, who is the word. And so what you have dwelling in you is a combination of God's word and God's spirit operating in agreement in your life. And all you have to do is say yes to him and go along with it. For the most part, we have this love-hate thing going on many times. We want God. We want what he has for us. But we want it easy. You want it easy on your flesh. You don't want him to ask you to do nothing hard. You don't want to have to stop doing nothing. You know, that's all. you know. Oh, when you get saved, you don't have to stop doing everything. Well, you got to stop doing sin. That much I do know. Now, I know about everything. But I know you've got to stop doing that. And not you stop, but you yield to him. And he's the stopper. You ain't doing nothing. All he's doing is putting truth on the inside of you. And you follow truth. Yes. The devil will send people following you. You know, there's... When you... Listen, when you leave the world... Let me tell you how much God helps you. When the Israelites... Cross the red sea that water closed up behind them god closes all kind of doors behind you once you get saved and the devil has no right to follow you with your past or none of that stuff telling you about it trying to drag you back into it and all you got to do is resist the devil and say no to him you know a lot of people won't even do that too lazy to do that let lust spirits follow them out of the world because they, you know, all tickled inside about all this stuff. And That stuff ain't got no business following you. It's been drowned in the Red Sea already. But you, if you insist on letting it tag along, you know, <laughs> you'll regret it down the road. It might take a lot of years. but you will you will you'll regret not obeying god and you he won't have to bombard you with how this happened to you you'll know you'll figure it out yourself by the spirit of the living god the holy spirit is real in you you know everything you know the seed that was planted you know how it got in your life you remember when you yielded to it and how long you ate of that seed and now this has produced this in your life This is why prophets come. You know, when prophets, if I'm excited or upset about something, you're looking at the seed, which you think is small, and I'm looking at the fruit. See, I react to the fruit of it and to what it's going to bring in your life. I'm not reacting to what you're doing because it don't look like that a bigger deal to me either. But I know what it's going to lead to. You keep eating of that. And I'll help you. You get in trouble. I'll I'll bail you out. I'll help you. I'll do everything I can for you. But I saw way back then where this was going to lead. But God. But God. (laughs) See, this, this book doesn't lie to me, you, or anybody else. This book is full of truth. And if you don't abide in this, there's hell to pay you got me there's hell to pay and so many times prophets warn you and get excited and get upset with you because you won't listen to them why because they're looking at the end they're looking down the road 10 15 years you're enjoying you know the first six months or so if you get that much the devil ain't gonna let you enjoy no you're a christian too are you kidding me He's ready to pull the rug out from under you the minute you step into the snare I mean that pleasure season of sin will end in short time, amen. You can't play with you can't play with the Spirit. You can't play with the Holy Ghost. You got to respect Him. You got to obey Him. So He says here, the Spirit of Truth, He will lead you, and He'll be in you, on you, round you, through you. He all over you. As People would say, God is all over me, amen. So we have to accept the truth and he will help us to accept the truth. The worldly part of you and your carnal man cannot accept the truth, don't want to have anything to do with the truth. So you need a renewed spirit, a born again spirit, in order to receive truth. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He works diligently to help you to understand and accept truth. He is our comforter and our strengthener. Amen. Sometimes you might think you're getting bad news from God, but he strengthens you to be able to understand it, to embrace it and accept it. We would lose heart and faint if it weren't for the Holy Spirit. You quit in a minute if, if you if He didn't He wasn't there to encourage you and make it real to you that you're you're believing God for something that's real, that's really coming into your life. Amen. In John 16, did we do 12 and 13? Yeah, we did. We would not stand to hear the truth were it not for the Holy Spirit. So he guides us into acceptance and understanding of all truth. So never be afraid that what God gives you something that's too hard for you. Or he's not understanding how terrible your life is. Well, he really don't understand that. You know, God doesn't understand darkness. Because he has no fellowship with it. Amen. How can he understand something he doesn't have any connection to? Amen. Like, for instance, people, well, you know, um, the reason I'm like this.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't want to get involved in your darkness. You understand what I'm saying? That's not going to help you anyway. You know, people think they and this see that this is big in the world because this is all they have. They feel that if they can give people understanding of how they got where they are, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. They're gonna stay right there. They'll never change. Because when you get understanding, you give you give people a pass on change. Huh? That's what you do. And that's what people are looking for. They look for that kind of comfort, carnal comfort, massaging your emotions, massaging your brain. Well, you know, you grew up in a a home that didn't have, you didn't have a dad. Well, that's like 70% of people now. So what are we going to do? Let everybody be dysfunctional because of a missing? Huh? And there's people with daddies that cut up. That's no guarantee anything. So that's not going to help you to get where you need to go. So he guides us and leads us to acceptance and understanding of all truth. Lies are not on his agenda. He will not help you understand why you give in the sin, but he will deliver you out of it. Amen. He'll let you sit there and talk to somebody and they tell you, well, see, uh, you see, this is where this comes from. And this is where that comes from. And this is well. I'm going to tell you where it needs to go if you're going to get free of it. You understand? We're we'll right to the cross. Because we're not into trying to understand. Why would you spend time trying to understand darkness when you're a child of light? Amen. You're a child of light. You want to learn how to live in the light and how to accept the light. So, Satan will help you understand sin, and you, will want, uh, and you still won't understand it, and you won't uh, overcome it. Mm-hmm. Yes. To understand something means to know the meaning of something, to delve into it, to embrace it, to be familiar with it. So you don't want to be familiar with your past. You don't want to be familiar with your old man. The Bible tells us to know no man after the flesh. You got somebody that you know that claims to be a Christian, they don't live right, you stay away from them. If you want, a, if you want your prayers answered, and you want the investment God's made in you to pay off, you stay away from people like that. Amen? You don't fellowship with darkness on any front. You know, you find somebody in the church and they get behind the saints back and hee-hee and make fun of them. Don't stay away from them people. You don't have nothing to do with them. You know, your list of acquaintances gets very, very short if you get with the right people. Amen. You don't want to hear about people, you know, say, "Ah, well, I I saw a movie. I want to hear about your movies. Are you kidding me? I don't care what you watch. What you telling me for? You want me to give you a pass on it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Tell me about your movies. I don't want to know about your popcorn either. You know they want to say, Well, I just don't say the kind of popcorn I had was really." I don't want to know about your popcorn either. Or your soda pop. Keep all that to yourself. And people get convicted. They know they shouldn't be watching stuff. Then they want to share it with you and see what you think. I don't want to know about your movie, what you do, <laughs> what you do in your spare time. <laughs> you know, I remember a preacher once was saying that this is years ago. He was saying, uh, "Oh, I went to." Uh, uh, Oh, yeah, the pre- uh, sometimes you need to get away from some of these American preachers because uh, I was over in England. They want to brag on he, You know, him, I can buy a ticket, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't nothing but a credit card and some numbers online, and you got a ticket to be somewhere. Yeah, well, you know, when they, they we go out to dinner, we, went, we go to pubs. And... Uh, you know, and, and they drink and, you know, so, you know, it's, it just depends on your whatever, whatever. You're trying to, he, in a slick way. And see, the Holy Spirit is letting him know that ain't right.
1: <laughs>
0: Worst thing you can do is wait till you get in the pulpit and start confessing your sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because see, when you get around God, you're going to confess it one way or the other. You understand? One, if you ain't right, it's going to come out. I've been preaching too long. I know how this works. That's why I do mine on the minute when I know it's wrong. I, mm, mm. Uh, he up there confessing his sin. I said, no, he up there running his mouth. I think he's trying to convince somebody. He had all these people with the Holy Spirit in you. You got all this light sitting around you. And you're going to come and try and peddle some darkness. I said, no, it ain't working this Sunday. It ain't working this day next thing you know, he left his wife, lost the church. But he's knocking a few back with his English buddies. Huh? I don't think there's any more boring conversation to listen to a bunch of drunk preachers. You know, we struggle enough to stay under the anointing when we're anointed. But you don't want a drunk preacher? Come on now. Somebody was asking me one time, was I was at a restaurant or something. Hey, we have a wine list. I said, honey, I preach. You don't want to get me with no wine up in here. So you he <laughs> just bring me a club soda or a Perrier. Or I want to recite the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You know, I'm talking just... Pick up a religious devil and don't know the last move you made that was right. You got no business drinking. The Bible says don't be drunk with wine. And see what people think is I just have a little one here and there. Well, let that go. Them little foxes spoil a vine. Huh? You're already under conviction. You don't need it. Pray in tongues. Huh? <laughs> You know, if you're going to take a stand, take a stand on something that's worthwhile. Don't don't take a stand on trying to hold on to your little petty world. And see, people think it's cute because it's from the world and they're holding on to it. You've got to get that mentality out of you. If it's in there, get rid of that. You know, all these little little cute worldly things. You know. So. To understand something means to become familiar with it, to know it. Amen? So you have knowledge of it. When you have knowledge of something, it becomes a part of you. See? It becomes a part of you. You're intimately involved with it. So God, the Holy Spirit, will not help you understand nothing to do with darkness. He wants you to forget your past because He has. So God wants to put you in the same mind that He is in. That's what the whole thing is for. So he helps us understand God, the Word, and ourselves in God. Things pertaining to light and life. That's what the Holy Spirit's involved in. He lets us know that old things are passed away because he won't give you understanding of them. He won't help you get involved in them. Mm Hmm. You ever have you, you, your mind just will race back to something or drift back to something, and you it, it'll you'll see something and you're doing it in, a, in the now, and it reminds you of something in your memory or something, and then you you wind up feeling bad about something you did that you said something wrong or you said something stupid or something like that. You ever notice that the Holy Spirit doesn't validate any of that? He won't encourage you with that. He won't tell you anything about that. Because he ain't involved in it. He ain't thinking about that stuff. And you shouldn't be either. Amen. Amen. You want to feel bad. I shouldn't have done that. No, you shouldn't have done a lot of things. But let's move on into this life. Amen. Let's spend our time talking about this life. You know, once you confess it, it's out of the way. Amen. Amen. You know, you get that understanding watching police shows. You know, you know they have the little suspect in there, and he don't want to talk, he want a lawyer. They leave him alone for a little bit, and they keep the monitor on in there, he start talking to himself. So, they don't bring the phone in or offer the phone call too quick, because he done start talking now. Now, we done had five different interrogators go in there, try to work him over, see if he wants to talk, and he done resisted all five of them, and all of a sudden he started talking. They'll send the best guy in to go see if they can, he can encourage the words out of him. Do you realize, once they get a confession, they don't send five people back in there to get another one. You just need one confession, you hear me? You don't need to confess stuff over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Every time you feel bad about yourself, you want to start confessing, that ain't the Holy Ghost making you feel stupid like that. You understand me? You know what you do wrong the minute you do it wrong. Because God's not real close to you anymore. Wonder why. Oh, yeah, let me confess that, get that out of the way, so we can go back to being friends again. Amen. You ever notice that about children sometimes? till they get old enough to try to work your nerve with with what you do wrong or something. But you might get mad at them and and holler or something like that. And then pretty soon they're right back friends again. Amen? Because they want to be friends with you. That's the whole purpose of relationship is to stay in contact with one another. It's not to beat you up over and over again about something you confessed already. Let's get real here. So God, when he looks at us, he looks through the eyes of truth. We're not looking at what you did wrong. He's looking at the eyes of truth. What he had in mind when he formed us is what he sees in us. So when God looks at us from the beginning, he looks, when God looks at us now, he looks at us like he did when he first conceived of us being here. Amen. When we first formed us. God always sees us without sin. Why? Because he can't look upon it. He looks away when we sin. If he's looking at you, he's looking at you because you're walking in truth. Psalm 103 103 and verse 10. He has not dealt with us after our sins or rewarded us according to our iniquities. Amen. He's merciful. He wants to bless you. He doesn't want to withhold blessings from you. Ever. Why do you think he sent his son to a bloody cross for you to make it possible for you? It's got to be legal though. You know what I'm saying? He just can't like you because he likes you. It's got to be legal or it doesn't mean anything. It won't hold up. It won't last and it won't stay. But as far as, as far as the heaven is above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. So all you have to do is, is be in the, the place of honoring, respecting, loving God, obeying God. Have your heart toward him. Obey the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit work on you to make you trust God. Because that's what the enemy wants is to keep this trust level uh, away from us, to keep us separated, thinking God's up to something. He don't want to bless me. Uh, He's forsaken me. He's left me. He's this and he's that. None of that is true. Just because you feel that way, you're the one left him. What you talking about? My wife kicked me out. Well, if you come home at night, you could stay there. Seriously, you feel estranged from God. You need to talk to Him. You need to get that straightened out. God, why is this happening to me? I just feel like, and you'll figure it out sooner or later. You understand what I'm saying? But don't stay distant from God. You know, like He, we can do stuff behind His back. He sees everything. You might as well be friends with Him. He's there. God must look away until we confess our sins. Yeah. You got me? Yeah. Just yeah. Get con- As, he, he was, I can never say that lady's name. Iyanla.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, oh, okay, whatever it is. It's like, you know. <laughs> she said, brother, you got to own your stuff. That's right. <laughs> I can't help you if you won't own your stuff. <laughs> she good at what she does now that ain't for y'all you understand me these... we own our stuff and then we confess it and it's gone you got me you don't own it but for a minute anybody can own anything for a minute you got me <laughs> you own it long enough for you to confess it and take it to the foot of the cross and ask forgiveness for it. But he'll look away until we confess our sins. He can't look on sin. You know, when Jesus was on the cross, remember, he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because the sin of the world had been laid on him, and the Father had to separate himself from him. But Jesus was smart enough when he, before he breathed his last breath. He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Now, if God looked away from him because he couldn't look on sin, How could he, again, be merciful to him and receive his spirit? Because his spirit was not defiled. The sin was laid on his soul and his body. But his spirit was always in contact with the Father. You know what I mean? People say he died spiritually. I don't know about all of that. But I do know he has to have a relationship. He had a covenant with God, with the Father for mercy. As a human being walking the earth. And so he was able to pray that prayer and release his spirit into the Father's hands. Other than that, if he hadn't gone through hell... By the direction of the Father God, he would have been going for his own sins. Because sin was found on him when he went in there. But because he was under the Father's, and see this is what you got to know. As long as you're under the Father's protection, you got a way out. You have a way to escape. you got, you keep your connection with God right. You hear me? Don't like nothing more than you like God. I don't care what it is. And I don't care who promised it to you. And I don't ha- care how cute it is. You don't love nothing more than you love God. And find somebody that makes you step it up a little bit. Don't, you know, don't don't try to be the one that knows everything. You can't ever be corrected or something like that. You find somebody who challenges you to know God in a greater way. Amen. Don't marry down, marry up. Seriously, I mean... It, it, because what good is that going to do you? If you really want to serve God, you've got to get somebody who's going to stir you up and inspire you. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the sinners sudden oh, so-and-so's my muse. They're my muse. You know, little muse people that inspire you, little fairy beings of inspiration. So-and-so's my muse. You get you one of them that knows Jesus. And it's tough on, tough on you to know him more and go somewhere in God. You got me? find somebody it's okay if you don't go to church it's okay if you them okay people make me tired anyway you need somebody that's gonna challenge you to step it up amen you know i've never seen so many uninspired men around i'm just gonna say it women are supposed to inspire you To be the best that you're called to be. They don't just give you a pass if you want to live any kind of way. Women are supposed to inspire you. And women now, I got my own job, my own this. Well, you ain't inspiring nobody. You ain't even inspiring yourself. You need to step up your game. Well, he don't do this and he don't do that. What are you doing to make him know he got to do it? You know? (laughs) Listen, I had bills coming in there every month. That brother knew what he had to do to get that taken care of. You see, If you don't do no more than that, create some bills, or create a grocery bill or something. Do that. That's very inspirational. I get a little little up in age for this kind of shenanigans. I got to tone it down get an old lady mode to preach i don't know what but you know what i'm saying let's let's be real here people don't do any more than we expect them to do and see god is expecting great things out of people he's not expecting you to just let life pass you by come on now he's got great things everybody everybody in here has enough gift ability talent in them to run this world better than the people who are running it now and we're always waiting on this and waiting on that mad about this and mad about that on the basics let's get beyond the basics and let's get into the things that god really is involved in here so god always sees us we he doesn't want to impute your sin to you that's why he killed his son in your place he wants you to go free of that, and that's what and the Holy Spirit lets us know that God is with us, and He guards our hearts so sin does not live there and lure us away from God, huh, so that's what conviction is for is to keep sin from getting embedded on the inside of you. And feeding your mind all the time and pulling you away from God. He wants you to to have fellowship with God, success with God, all of those things, the Holy Spirit. He is, that's what a real comforter, a cheerleader, somebody called aside to strengthen you and keep you going. So he guards our hearts so sin does not lure us away from God. He keeps us in the love of God. Where God knows that we will grow and we will flourish. That's the Holy Spirit's job. So when God does look at us, he sees himself. He sees a reflection of himself. Did you know that? God looks at you and he sees somebody who's just like him. That's what he looks at all the time. He never sees anything different. He never sees your faults. He never sees your misgivings. He doesn't he doesn't see the stuff everybody talks about you about. He don't see that. That's why I tell people, I said, stop looking for faults on people. God's not interested in it. You shouldn't be either. You should be interested in sin, because you're gonna need their goodness. Their faults can't help you in your time of need. But when you get down low and something happens to you, you need to see some goodness in somebody and go to that so that that can help you. This is why people backslide and leave churches. They're always looking for fault in people. One day you look around and see nothing good on anybody. Amen? People, you know, I've had people come to me. The first thing they do when they getting ready to step out of here is they start complaining to me about everybody. Well, where's the love? Uh, he lives in you, idiot. Did you get saved? I ask him. I say, how is this? These people have been praying for you, inviting you to their house for dinner, taking you out to lunch and stuff. How is it now? They're your enemies all of a sudden. Something ain't right somewhere, and it ain't with them. It's with you. <laughs> And People, they try to get back in instead of coming humble. Well, the reason I left was, I said, you can't tell me nothing about these people in here. I said, because they hear you out there.
1: I know all I
0: need to know about them and you. You Tell me now. I don't want to hear Get out of here. Come back when you want to really get in. You understand what I'm saying? Don't start this stuff with me. One thing I can say, they are here and you outside. enough said (laughs) god sees himself in us and sees one who is like him so he sees his own reflection in us and he beholds the beauty that is in us and he says it's good that's what he sees in us he sees goodness in us folks He don't look at that other stuff, and you shouldn't either. You should confess it, get it out the way so he can look at you and see goodness. And when he sees that in us, he is able to reflect that back to us so that we pick up that he feels good about us. What does he mean by good? That word that he used in Genesis 1 during creation it means beautiful beneficial so you're a benefit you're not a liability Amen. it means charming and cheerful oh my i'm going to blush <laughs>
1: it
0: means favorable kind the guys are like this handsome <laughs> it means happy or fine
1: I'm fine.
0: Uh, That's right. Choice. One who is good. It means upright. Sweet. It means splendid. worthy and favorable now what else do you want to know about yourself Huh? i mean what else what else is there to know you know it make you want to get up looking rough in the morning look in the mirror and say fine fine. i need to do nothing to that that's just that's where it's supposed to be that's the way it's supposed to be Uh? (laughs) this never changes he never changes what he sees when he looks at us so we're beautiful we need to act like we believe we are huh? now the the problem is people just don't spend enough time in truth you know to get a, a a real sense of self-worth in god you know what i'm saying not not in what you do or How smart you are, and all that kind of stuff. I I get this little thing. uh, I always like things that puzzle my brain, you know. And so I get this little trivia question twice a day, and I said, "Oh, I'm gonna breeze through this." Like at sixty percent, I said, "Wait a minute, now. Wait a minute, God. See, when when I start falling down on the job, then I'm calling him, you know." They say, so you're going to learn to invite me into the party every time you have some And I'm always worried, wondering if my little gray cells are disintegrating every day, you know. You lose them every year, so they say. But God. Uh, so God beholds us from the inward man. It's your outward man that does all his shenanigans, messing up. And so we always want to judge ourselves by the outward anyway so god judge us by the inward man he's able to reflect his vision of us back to us by the renewed spirit so what he thinks about us gets reflected back into us into our minds we start to pick up on his thoughts about us amen amen he he says we're beautiful we're worthwhile we're worthy we're of, of good uh, good character good nature all that kind of stuff those thoughts get re- reflected back to us if we'll listen to that and quit listening to the, the lies of the devil amen quit listening to lies and shortcomings were nailed to the cross we have no shortcomings folks you just walk away from it he continually reminds us how he sees us every time you go in the word of god he's reminding you of truth how he sees you he's reminding you of things that that he's spoken to other believers he's reminding you of the vision that he has for you all those good things he's reminding you of them so he sees us in that light in his own light and he communes with us about what he sees so when you have those thoughts, sometimes you'll have thoughts like, you know what, I, I really feel like I could do this. or I could, That's him reflecting his thoughts about your abilities, your capabilities, what you can do, all of those things. And he doesn't wait until you get out of, finish your course of study to reflect good things about you. you know how the world values you he'll do everything just the opposite yeah. you know we say well you know they tell me in my job i can only go so far without a degree really
1: yeah.
0: is that the only job in the world yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: suppose that's not what god oh he god couldn't not want me to go to school really yeah. you pray about it yeah. you sure about that well, we don't do it you know why we scared to you understand no, i ain't talking about trying to be a doctor and don't go you know what i'm saying i i ain't talking about that stuff <laughs> of course now that's been done too and very successfully i don't know if god was involved in it but if people running around there would throw a piece of paper on the wall and get to get a place in there somebody else had an office and just start having people go lay down and we'll write prescriptions Now, if a carnal idiot person in darkness got enough confidence and nerve to do it, huh? <laughs> we treat the sick all the time with no medical knowledge. Right. Mm? Right. Don't mess with me on that one, okay? <laughs> god can do so much we we sell him short and we put the world see as long as you put the world standards up there ahead of god and you don't consult god about it and you don't pray about it and you don't talk to god and you value very highly what the world says you're uh, you're giving in to darkness you understand what i'm saying you need to get light in there god what do you want me to do have you told me to do this when is it my time to do this that kind of stuff you you know you know you need training for some stuff i'm not talking about that i'm talking about this paper they're giving out and you wind up being two hundred thousand dollars in debt and you can't get a job you got me so you got to weigh the benefits is it going to benefit you to do all of that you know god if god's in it ask god to to pay for it so you don't have to go in debt for these things that kind of stuff some things just don't make sense you got me now, if y'all in beauty school stay in there because i just, you know stay in there get as much as you can get so you burning burning the customer out turn on the shampoo and all the hairs in the bowl and ain't on their head no more we can't go through that all right so guess what i got this cute little wig over here you don't need it uh, so just stay in there girls okay hang in there you get that paper yep So when God looks at us, he sees himself. He sees what's beautiful. Amen. Amen. He sees something that's beneficial.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Worthwhile. It cheers him up to look at us. Amen. Amen. We are his delight. When he beholds us from the inward man, he's able to reflect his vision of us back to us through our renewed spirit. So it's like he's looking, he's got something in his mind, and he flashes it in your spirit, and you get to see it. Amen? And if you embrace it and you want it, you'll go ahead and, 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 uh, you know, just nurture it and know that God has that for you. He communes with us about what he sees on the inside of us. The word behold means to consider, think about it behold not just look at it but perceive and look attentively at something so god gives us his full attention he is consumed with giving us attention he considers and pays attention to us he sees us accomplishing what he could accomplish if he were in our place so he sees us the same as himself but we do it in our capacity Everything we do in his strength is perfect. You ever go out and and witness to somebody and you think back what you said, and maybe I shouldn't have said that. I should have don't do that. Because that's not coming from God. What you did was perfect. You understand? I mean it it fit the bill exactly. If it weren't perfect, he wouldn't have sent you, he'd have sent somebody else if he wanted something else said. If he sent you it's because you're the best person he could find to send. You got me? He's not giving us busy work to do. What we do has eternal consequences. Everything we do in his strength is perfect. We said that. We may not think we did great, but he does. I was praying for a lady one time, and, and, uh, you know, she'd come up to the altar, and and so God told me to tell her. He said, said, did you know she, she was a dancer? I knew she had a dance ministry. And I said, God said that he's got a refrigerator up in heaven and it's got pictures of all your dances on there and she broke out in tears she said she said you know i was thinking of giving that up and i said no don't give it up because he likes that stuff i said, he got it you stuck all on his refrigerator up there in heaven so amen praise god and she she's one of them refrigerator moms you know she got everything her kids do she got it stuck on her refrigerator and so god knows how to relate to us and help us to understand He equips us for every good work. Anybody who trusts you with equipment trusts you. Now, where you ever been, somebody uh, uh, um, in beauty school, don't you have to buy all your stuff? They ain't supplying you with nothing. If If they do, it don't work good. You know what I'm saying, all that kind of stuff. But if they value you, you get equipment when people value you, when they trust you to use it when they know you're going to take care of it and you're not going to abuse it amen and so god equips us for every good work by the power of the holy spirit and the anointing because he knows what we're going to do don't ever feel inadequate for anything god gives you to do i know a lot of times when you go out sometimes you go out and you're just going to pass out flyers or and or you're going to witness and you get lead feet you know you just oh What will I say? And then all of a sudden somebody comes up to you and it just flows out. Amen. Amen. Because your carnal mind can't comprehend witnessing to nobody about God. Amen. And so that's your flesh trying to hinder you. But once you get into that arena, the Holy Spirit is upon you as well as in you. And he'll come upon you in such a way that you forget who you are changing into another person. Romans 12, 1, what we accomplish is pleasing and acceptable to God. Amen. Present your body a living sacrifice. That's all you have to do. And what you do will be pleasing and acceptable to God. So it is him doing these things through us because we're a reflection of him. And he is pleased with us. God is so pleased with you all the time. You've got to understand that. And start acting like it. Start believing it. Start doing things with confidence and you get rid of the fear. Don't let your flesh get involved. That man of pride needs to be nailed to the cross every single day. Every single day he'll stand in your way. God sees us capable of happiness in everything that we do. You don't have to wait for certain jobs to come up to, to be happy good gravy get over yourself huh people say stuff like well you know uh i get tired of coming on saturdays i don't even think about tired i wouldn't even confess that i wouldn't lower myself to confess where else what else am i gonna do on a saturday ain't nobody else waiting for me ain't nobody looking for me huh shopping you can shop anywhere ever since they put them qvc's and people there you can shop for the comfort of your home you don't even go nowhere saturday shoppers nobody looking for me no place else don't you get tired i don't even think about it tired i shot him years ago i don't even talk to tired huh i don't talk to tired you know not for something god gives me to do now, I might be too tired to go somewhere and kick it with y'all, but, you know, I do what God tells me to do. Let <laughs> me think about this now, <laughs> You know what I'm saying. I might go to sleep on the saints at dinner or something like that. Ain't nothing, this only business, ain't nothing personal. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm talking about. You know, for God, if he tells me to do something, I'll do what I can to get there. That is, yep. He wants our joy to be full, John sixteen twenty four. hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask in my name. That's, that's how you get what you need. That's how you get in the name of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit will lead you to do that. But he wants you to be happy. He knows the happiness and the joy he has planned for you if you think about praying about something before you do it think about it with joy because god wants you to be happy with it he's not trying to take something from you he's trying to add something to you if you have to wait for something that's just the price you pay for the good things that god has for you amen you don't want everything right away i tell these young people so eager to be married you like the thought of being married the reality hits you hard huh it does the reality of all of it hits you hard we all like the thought, oh, I'm going to thought, huh i'm gonna have a master's degree we like the thought of it but the reality paying that money out of your pocket taking the test i don't care if it is online and you don't have to see anybody it's time you have to spend on everything huh and it's uh, sometimes it's so silly because you can go online and buy a any kind of paper you want, it look just like them, them ones you sweat a lot for. They don't know where, where uh, uh, Dill Pickle University is, you know what I'm saying? They look just like Harvard's indexes, the same script and everything. They look the same. Don't mess with me because the world is full of lies, folks. We're talking about lies versus truth. Now, I don't put education down. I enjoy learning. But I know the difference between learning and indoctrination, brainwashing, and lies. You got me? And so I want to learn. I'm, I got the best teacher there is, and I got the best book there is. Right here. You learn this first. Let the other, you know, be secondary to it. But you've got to know your father. You've got to know that he loves you. He wants to encourage you. He's thinking about you all the time. He calls you good. Huh? You sweet, you cute, you fine, you all of them things. Amen. And your mirror is not lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> huh? You're still cute, huh? Huh? You're still fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> it's true. You you gotta know what's valuable, you know. Amen. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, women, when, when your husbands will tell you things, you sit up there and, oh, yeah, I'm too fat, I'm too this. And I say, baby, you look so cute to me today. It settles the whole thing. Too too fat, too ugly, all that went out the window. All they had to do was, baby, you look good to me, and it's over. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what God does to us. He reassures us of our value. At all times. He's always in the reassuring business. Why? Because he knows what living down here in this earth will do to you. This stuff will, will eat you up if you believe every lie you hear of the devil. Amen. But you come to him and you get truth. And it's all good. Amen. All right. Father, we thank you for your word and for understanding. We love you, Lord. And we thank you that you give us the truth. Finally, we know the truth we finally know the truth about ourselves and father we will live in confidence in you and that's not arrogance and that's not believing something that's not real but to have confidence that we are worthwhile beings we're the best that you have to offer and we thank you for that truth lord in jesus name amen praise god anybody need prayer come on up and i'll pray for you praise the lord